We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just stay with me. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. And I lift my voice to worship you. To worship you, oh my soul, rejoice, rejoice, what you hear, let it be, let it be a about when you just lift up your voice whether in your known tongue or whether in other tongues can we just that seems to be a higher flow for this morning maybe just a little bit of prayer in the holy ghost here Jesus, we magnify. Jesus, we glorify. Jesus, we lift your name above all other names. Jesus, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I give you praise for you are my righteousness. I love I give you praise. I give you praise for you are. I love saying that. I give you praise. I give you praise for you are my righteousness. I worship you. I worship you, Almighty God. There is no There is none like you. There is none like you. One more time, I give you praise. I give you praise. For you are my righteousness. I worship you. I worship you. Oh my. There is no 
Just one more time before pastor comes. Let's just lift up our hands. Such a precious anointing here right now. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus. 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 Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love to worship you. I love to worship you. I love to worship you. presence is everything you and I really need or even want. It's not so much that, you know, these things are, you know, it, you can have many, many things and not be satisfied because your spirit's calling out for his presence. Fellowship. Fellowship with him. Amen. But I'm telling you, he'll give, he'll give you both. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've found having things, that the, 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 the satisfaction of the things is that they came out of my fellowship with Him. Does that make any sense? And uh, we're grateful to God for his, his blessings, but nothing satisfies like His presence. Amen? Tell your neighbor before you're seated, I'm so grateful for the open door and the access I have into his presence. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. I like something Pastor Nancy says. She said, you know, we're invited to come boldly to the throne of grace at any time. And we're never told when to leave. Amen. It's just a joy to live in his presence. Good morning, everyone. Are you glad you're here? Yes. Amen. I trust you got some good rest and uh, are ready for another good day, full day of camping 
in the presence of God. Camping around the Word, camping with other believers. Amen. This isn't, uh, this isn't camping like normal but, or, or even glamping. This is camp meeting. <laughs> Amen. My wife and I, we've gone camping before, and she, did, she took all kinds of stuff. I said, honey, this is so much work. Just... But anyway, that's another subject. <laughs> we went glamping, yeah. Praise the Lord. I, <clears throat> I want you to know God loves you. Um, because he's been keeping me up talking to me to be a blessing to, to you. <clears throat> I encourage people, we, we teach our church, get, you know, get things prepared ahead of time for, for a week of camp meeting and, you know, all your laundry, all your grocery shopping, all your whatever. And um, that, that includes getting good rest. Don't, don't come into these meetings unrested, but because you always want to stock up ahead of time for... You know, times that there's things stirring in your spirit. I don't know about you, I get a few hours of sleep and I get awake and the Lord's talking to me. It's good to be in this flow, right? Amen? And it's our joy to fellowship with Him when He wants to talk. I'm telling you, when He wants to talk, I'm ready to listen. But, uh, so praise God. Uh, I got some things I want to share this morning. And uh, we're going we're gonna to just share this. With the, uh, I believe with the, we're going to endeavor, believe in God for, to share it with the heart of the Father. Um, these things, I think sometimes in some circles maybe are shunned because of maybe misunderstanding them or maybe uh, possibly spiritual abuse. And, uh, you know, you can abuse spiritual things like you can abuse natural things. And people have done that to the detriment of many valuable spiritual truths sometimes. And uh, we're, we're, I'm, I'm not interested in uh, wrong, wrong, uh, you know, application of spiritual truths. You know, sometimes people take a, a spiritual truth and they'll apply it wrong and put a wrong taste in the body of Christ's mouth. That's right. That's right. And so, but that doesn't do away with the fact that there is a truth along the line of what is being, you know, abused. I mean, people do that with prophecy. They abuse prophecy, try to control people's lives, whatever. Puts, people, puts a bad taste in people's mouth, and, and rightly so. I mean, I'm, 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 I, I don't believe in that kind of thing, but yet there is a real uh, move of God in the area of prophecy, and if it's kept right and it's, you know, kept in divine order, things are a great blessing. And what is divine order? Well, it's, the, it's how the Word addresses these things and how to, how to handle these things. So, but anyway, the thing I want to share this morning, I, I, God began, He woke me up, not well this morning too, but it, the, yesterday morning after about four hours of sleep, and He began to talk to me about this. And I just kept writing things down, writing things down. I, I, I didn't know for sure if it was going to be for the service that, that I'm preaching, but it was uh, either for me or, you know, because I just, I just, you know, who is this for? Is this for me? Of course, it's always for me. You understand. The word's for all of us. But, but you know, what are you saying this to me right now for and so forth and so on? And uh, I woke up this morning and bam, it was real clear. So thank you for praying for me. Did you stay up all night praying for me, Pastor Noel? I got good unction. Go to First Corinthians, excuse me, First Chronicles chapter number 15. First Chronicles chapter number 15. And uh, we're going to share some truths, like I said, that they have actually been a great, great, great blessing to my wife and I. This has is, this is, uh, been, I think, one of the keys to, uh, you know, thank you, um, the door being open 
in our lives for God to do some of the things he's doing. And uh, so, you know, some things are too good to keep to yourself. Uh, even though you run the risk of being misunderstood. Amen. You know, one thing I appreciate about uh, people that God's brought into my life, we've recognized God has used to speak into our life, is that uh, all the ones that God's connected us with, they have been willing to risk being misunderstood in order to help us. Does that make any sense? And... Uh, you know, they endeavor, because of the wisdom God gives them, they endeavor to do it right. And my wife and I always endeavor to look at the heart yes. and uh, say, hey, is it true? Well, if it's, if it's true, even if it's ugly yeah. and it's me, then yeah. truth yeah. Lord, you know. Yeah. And so we're, we're ready to receive, you know, the Word of God is, the um, Bible said it's given for doctrine, for instruction, for correction, yes, for re- reproof. Yes, and, uh, we, you know, if you're hungry, you'll just take anything, just... Yeah. I don't, mean, I don't mean something that's unscriptural, but you know what I mean. You'll take whatever God is saying. And uh, sometimes correction um, brings restored blessings. It restores us to the blessing of God. That's the purpose of it. That's the heart of the Father when he brings correction to our lives. It's not for... Uh, you know, to, to, to hurt us, to wow. smack us or something like that. It's because we're in danger of getting out of position for that, for what God has for us to function in our lives. And so he's endeavoring to restore us back to the best he has for us. He has such longing in his heart to do things for us and keep us in that place where, uh, you know, like somebody said, under the spot where the blessing's coming out. <laughs> So, but uh, this is not necessarily corrective. It is just, it, it is something that is sometimes a little difficult for people, but it's, I'm going to endeavor to share in the heart that God gave it. Amen. I'm not going to back away from a truth because somebody could misunderstand it, but we're neither are we going to treat it like, like a hammer. We're going to share it out of the heart. I believe God says it in his word. All right. Did you find first Chronicles chapter number 15? Did I say, yeah, 15, verse number 13. This is the story. I'll give you the context. Uh, David had, uh, well, the the Philistines had taken the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, it caused problems in their camp. Now, the Ark of the Covenant was the manifest presence of God. So we could almost apply this today to a move of the Spirit. Um, The Philistines had taken it. You know, the world, the devil through the world is always wanting to rob the church of the manifest presence of God. So, uh, but the Philistines had it, and in their camp, it caused some problems, which we will not enumerate at this time. Um, <laughs> if you don't know the story, you don't know what. <laughs> okay, I will say it. It caused hemorrhoids in their camp. But, um, but, uh, but uh, so they said, hey, uh, we, we don't want this in our camp. They're like, so they sent it back, but they sent it back on a cart, you know, some oxen drawing the cart, and, uh, and, uh, when, when it came back to Israel, they, be, they continued to transport it the way the Israelites, I mean, excuse me, the way the Philistines had sent it back right. in the, on that cart. And then remember the oxen stumbled and there was, a, the, the, the cart, I guess, went sideways and the Ark of the Covenant began to fall off and a man held up his hand, to, I'm sure in good, with good intention, held up his hand to protect it and from falling off the cart and he fell dead. And David stopped the whole thing. They, they put the Ark there. 
and uh, for a while and just sought God about what's going on here. And, and David gives the answer to it here. Um, and, and so now you know the context of this passage, the 15th chapter of 1 Chronicles, verse number 13. He said, for because you did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, referring to that man uh, dying. For we sought him, we it's talking about God, sought him not after the due order. We sought him not after the due order. That just has been ringing in my spirit for a while. And last, two, two night, you know, not last night, night before, God woke me up and started talking to me about this. Um, and, and so I'm going to share some things about this this morning. It's going to be, uh, go, go some different directions. But uh, the, the thing we see here is that there is a proper order for the way God wants some things done. Now, there's order of man. Yes, sir. You know, man organizes and makes his plans and, and does his thing and has his program and things, and it shuts God out. A lot of times, the mind of man, it'll shut God's, God out of uh, you know, the move of God, out of the church. So there's the order of man, but there's a divine order, an order of God that will actually enhance the move of the Spirit, and the move of the Spirit will be a greater blessing, and it'll even be stronger because of staying with divine instructions. That's what David had, because if you read the the, uh, account of this, uh, of God telling them how they were to transport the Ark of the Covenant. God told them some very specific instructions. You put poles through the sides of it. There were some rings on the side of the Ark of the Covenant. And there were some priests that had sanctified themselves were supposed to bear it on a certain way. And uh, it was supposed to be uh, not on a, you know, not, not the way. See, the, the way the world handled things was not to be brought into the church. The world has a way of doing things, and the world is pretty much wrong about everything. And they're greatly wrong about honor for the presence of God, how to handle the presence of God. Uh, There's to be reverence. There's to be, uh, we're to follow divine instructions. And so, well, you know, it's not like we want to get into the Old Testament about this, but I did want you to see that statement we sought not God after the due order. Now, if you come over into 1 Corinthians, you'll see Paul, when it comes to the move of the Spirit, in the, especially the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, you'll see Paul addressing utterance gifts and divine order in Holy Ghost meetings. He said, when you come together, every one of you have the tongue, have the, so let all things be done decently and in order. You remember that? There's divine order. Now, some people think, uh, you know, if, 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 if everybody's shouting and running the aisles, it's out of order. No, it's divine order if it's under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That is divine order. It might look like chaos, but it's order if that person is out there running under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so, but, uh, but so there's a, there's a um, lot of reference here in 1 Corinthians 14 uh, like it says in verse 40, let all things be done decently and in order. And then it says in, in verse 33, God is not the author of confusion. And he's dr- addressing utterance gifts, you know, competing prophecies or, you know, interrupting the Holy Ghost that's moving. You know, there's a whole lot I don't want to get into concerning some of all of that. But I just want to focus in on this, this order part. Yes. 
And it sounds very, it sounds like, okay, you know, if we talk about order, somebody that's talking about order, they want to restrict the move of the Holy Ghost. No, I want to protect it so it goes further. Amen. 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 We're really not going to talk about moves of the Spirit this morning as much as we're going to talk about these things in our own lives. Um, if you read through the Bible very carefully, Paul, like, if, like 1 Corinthians, well, it's verse number... Uh, well, I think it's chapter 14 somewhere. He said, he addressed a lot of things. And then he said, the rest will I set in order when I come. And he had just through the seventh chapter of 1 Corinthians, the eighth chapter, the ninth chapter, 10th chapter, 11th chapter, 12th chapter, 13th chapter, and then over to the 14th chapter, just addressed issue after issue after issue that had been out of order in that church. I mean, in the seventh chapter, I think it was, was that the, the chapter on, no, that's not the chapter on marriage. I'd have to look through, I got a list of things, but, but the point is that, here, here it is, like in the seventh chapter, he was addressing the, um, I got it somewhere, it doesn't matter, but if you go through there, you'll find him addressing the, the Lord's Supper, the, uh, a marriage, how, how gifts of the Spirit are supposed to be stewarded. Uh, he's addressing a whole lot of things that were out of order in that church. Uh, Corinth was his troubled church. They needed a lot of help. They loved the move of the spirit, but they, they, they abused a lot of things. And so, but anyway, um, but that's what, that's what ministry offices are given to do is to bring our lives into order. Now, not because of their good leadership skills or, or, um, you know, like, like in this church, we got this one covered, the good looks of the pastor, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You can laugh. But um, I need all the encouragement I can get, so don't laugh too hard. But, um, but, but, you know, it's not some natural talent or natural ability that brings things in order. It's the anointing. It's the, the equipment of the Holy Ghost. And it's the word that he preaches. God's world in Genesis 1 was out of order. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and, the, and then the very next verse, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered. Well, what does that mean, without form and void? If you look it up, it's, it's, it just means chaos. It was, you know, uh, helter-skelter, it just messed up. There's probably, we don't even get into the reasons why, but God didn't create it that way. Uh, there, that, that, that's something that happened because of other things. But, but then he said the Holy Ghost was there. And then how, how did he get his world back into order? He, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and you read through there. It says it over and over again. He kept saying things and the Holy Ghost was there to manifest everything he was saying. And as he kept saying it, his world came into order. His world. That's what the local church is. That's what these ministry offices are given for is to bring our life into order. Okay, Ephesians chapter number four. It says there, now this is something we're familiar with. I read this for years and only understood part of it. Ephesians chapter four. I think you're very familiar with this. Um, it's it's a pass, powerful passage talking about the ministry offices. And get the right verse here. Uh, he said in verse 11, the gifts of the, these ministry gifts, Pastor, Na uh, excuse me, Pastor Debbie was talking, uh, Pastor Nancy's sister, Pastor Debbie, was talking <laughs> last night 
or yesterday morning it was, about these ministry offices and the endowments in the offices. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Now notice, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And boy, there's so much there. I'd love to get into it, but I got to stay focused. For the perfecting of the saints. Well, I've read that for years and understood it, and rightly so, that it means the maturing of the saints. And that is 100% correct, except there's more to that meaning of that word. Perfecting means right ordering in the Greek. It means, it means right ordering. It actually means arrangement. It's the word, uh, uh, the, the root is from the word, I believe, cosmos, and we get our word cosmetics from it. Cosmetics are supposed to be arranged... See, mine is so good this morning, you can't even tell I got any on, right? <laughs> Pastor Jeff's got pretty good arrangement there. No, that's, that's what this word, this word perfecting means, the right ordering or arrangement. Harmon it literally means harmonious arrangement. It means to render fit, right ordering, harmonious arrangement. And so fivefold ministry offices are given yeah. to bring our lives into order. Amen. 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 God has a way everything is supposed to work. And when it's not, when we're not following those instructions, things don't work right. Marriage doesn't work right without uh, understanding and walking in the light of the law of love. Isn't that right? Yes. Everything God has, has, he has a way for it to work. He has a way for your mind to work. We have people today talk about mental disorders. All that is is a mind that has not uh, come into the light and walk in the light of what Pastor Nancy was preaching last night. Tension on the wrong things. I'm telling you, the devil's he's after your mind. You, you can't give him an inch. Um, but that's, that's, Pastor Nancy is talking about that. We, we can understand this ordering uh, when we think about the mental things. Um, think about, uh, like, like I, I got to thinking about the, I'm just laying a foundation. We're going to dive into something here in a minute. But when we think of order, we, we'll use terms like alphabetical order, numerical order, or something like that. What does that mean? Each part is in right relationship with the other part. Yeah. It, when, it, when it comes to the other alphabetical letters, B comes after A and before C. That's, that's where it belongs. That's where it fits. That's, that's where it relates properly to A, C, all the other ones. I know that's simple, but when you get this think, thinking in your mind, you'll understand what God's, God's word and these ministry offices will do in our lives. Amen. So um, the, it just means the way one thing follows another. Amen. The way things are right. Being in correct relation or position to something or someone else. I know this is this. I just got to lay this foundation. This is the way the Lord, the Lord gave it to me. Now, you can apply this to our, our relation to God. Through his word, 
you know, if we're not relating to him in the light of his word. In other words, let's take it this way. The Bible talks about God being a spirit. and He bears witness with our spirit. Well, that's the way he communicates with us. But if you're trying to relate to him through your emotions, you're not going to, you're going to be a struggle to follow the Holy Ghost. Because right order within our being is spirit first, dominating over mind, emotions, flesh, affections. Affections are not of your spirit. Affections are of your soul. Yeah, we're not, people say, follow your passion. No scriptures. There are no scriptures for following your passion. Okay, Lord, yes, I remember to smile. Yeah. That's all affections. That's of the soul. The Bible says, set your affections on things above. It doesn't say follow them. It said, you tell them where to go. You go to the local church. You go to the word of God. I love the word of God. I love the fellowship of the saints. I love, and you got to tell your affections where to go. And that's divine order. You're living out of your spirit, not out of, and out of the word of God, the light of the word of God, not out of whatever people so within your being, there's right order for things. Um, and things just start, I just noticed, th- everything works better when it's in right order. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So um, we need to uh, look at this uh, and, and, and realize God is a very orderly God. Um, I've heard people say, I don't believe in organized, they call it organized Christianity. Well, what do you believe in? Watching your life, you don't believe in anything. It's not, organ, it's not organized, well, man, organ, man tries to organize something, but the true church is not supposed to be disorganized. Nothing functions well at all if it's disorganized. Have you ever walked up to an ATM machine or something and it's got a sign on out of order? You know what that means? We always equate that to something in there is not working right, and so I'm not going to get any money out of that machine. Or if it's a soda machine. Something's, we, 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 equate dis, we equate equate out of order with dysfunction. And that's the way. See, Christians are not supposed to stay. They, they come into the body of Christ dysfunctional, but they're not supposed to stay dysfunctional. Our lives are, start, are supposed to start functioning, start working. Marriage is supposed to work. Children are supposed to turn out right. Finances are supposed to work. Our mind's not supposed to be squirrely anymore. Following God through the witness of the Spirit is going to bring function where there was dysfunction. All these things. There's so many areas we don't have time to get into this morning. But, um, but uh, I believe in being functional. I do. I don't believe in things not working. I mean, if I see it in the Bible and it's not working for me, it's not because that, that word doesn't work. It's because I'm not aligned properly with that word. I'm out of alignment. <laughs> and I'm the one that needs to be adjusted. Praise God. So God sets these ministry uh, offices in the church for the right ordering. Now, um, or, or arrangement of the body of Christ. It brings our life into order. Like God's word in the, old, in the book of Genesis brought his world into order. And so the more we take his word and walk in the light of it, the more our lives looks like the plan of God. It looks like God intended it to look. Amen. So um, 
the, the ministry offices are given for, for to bring our lives into order, but we have, and this is what I want to spend some time talking about this morning, we have to be, we have to rightly align with those ministry offices. In other words, we have to rightly relate to them. We have to put them in the proper place of honor that God places on them and the, and the importance that God places on them. And this is for uh, all of us as church members, you know, as, as members of the body of Christ going to a local church, and it's also for ministers. And um, so we, <clears throat> we uh, want to focus on, the Lord really started holding this before me um, because we call these, things, these, these relationships divine connections. Now, uh, so the rest of this, we're going to talk about relating to others in the body of Christ, Proper, being properly aligned with others in the body of Christ, especially these divine connections. Amen. Because they're given by God to bring our life into order. And uh, it's our responsibility to properly relate to them. It's not their responsibility to uh, tell us who they are and how to relate to them. Now, they, they're to preach and teach the word. But my point is, you're, if you're a, a, a sheep in a local church or if you're a, a minister and, you have, and God's telling you uh, or, or, the, or, or there's a divine connection that you're supposed to make in the body of Christ with another minister... <clears throat> That person is probably not going to be like whenever you go, you ever come off the airplane and there's somebody holding up a sign that says Joe Blow or, you know, whatever. They're looking for somebody who's coming off of that plane that maybe they've never met for some reason. Maybe it's a business, business thing or something. So they're holding up a sign, Joe Blow, and, and uh, they're looking for that guy. Well, the person that, that is, is your divine connection, whether it's your pastor or if you're in the ministry, like a spiritual father or something, they're, they're not going to walk up to you with one of those signs. Hi, I'm your spiritual father. Follow me as I follow Christ, you know. <laughs> if they do, you better go another direction. <laughs> Get on another plane, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Remember the woman, the, the Shunammite woman, she perceived... She perceived Elijah, well, that was Elisha. He didn't go around saying, hey, you need, to, you, need to, you need to recognize who I am. She, it was her job to perceive and to, to decide how she was going to relate to him. And because she didn't just perceive he was a man of God, she perceived, she, she perceived he had something for her. That was her job. And she perceived that and did the right thing. That's right. And got things out of that, that anointing, that mantle, which God intended for her to have, Amen. that she never would have gotten without properly connecting. Yes. So um, these things have blessed my wife and, I, my wife and I's life extremely, amazingly huge. And I want to just, in the love of God, share with you how important it is for you. You know, whether it's, it's this camp or somewhere else, you got to find where God's connected you. Praise the Lord. Because connection is everything. Connection is everything. I mean, concerning you finishing your course. Concerning you producing, your life producing what God intended your life to produce. I was, when I was a kid, 
Does anybody remember, is anybody willing to acknowledge your age here? Well, I guess now we're, here, we're in our 50s and talking about the younger people. But um, whenever I grew up, we didn't ride four-wheelers, we rode three-wheelers. Anybody remember riding three-wheelers? They outlawed them because they're kind of unstable. Um, and we grew up riding those things. And I never forget, because I grew up on a farm, and my, 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 the neighbors on both sides, they had apple orchards. It was, a, it was in Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful country. They, had, they, they could grow apples real well, and a lot of apple orchards. And we would, the, the neighbor behind the farm, he let us drive through his orchard because our farm, like here's our farm, then the apple orchard, then our uncle's farm. Well, it was my grandfather's, and my uncle bought it. But um, we would drive through there down the edge of that apple orchard. Because, uh, you know, it's a quick way to get across the fields to, the, to, the, to Grandpa's farm or later my uncle's farm. <clears throat> so he said, yeah, it's fine. You can, you can do that. He said, just don't get out there in the orchard and tear things up. So fine. We're, and so I'm one day riding my three-wheeler excuse me, uh, down the edge of that apple orchard. And those things, the reason they outlawed them is because they're unstable. I mean, you hit a rock with one of those back wheels, it's hard to control. But uh, I was riding that thing full barrel because... You, you, don't, you don't ride something like that half throttle. Not when you're 12 years old. You're getting all the fun out of that gas you can get. If I'm going to burn a gallon of gas, I'm going to have fun burning this. So I'm, I'm coming around, and it was kind of a curved edge to the, to the uh, orchard. And I'm, I'm full blast. I'm on that thing. And my back wheel uh, hit a rock, a bigger rock. And uh, I lost balance, and I, and I was, going to, <clears throat> was going too fast to keep it on the trail. So I start veering out into the apple orchard, and there's an apple tree there that had branches, of course. But I don't know, maybe a branch that big around or something like that, out the side of it that I'm coming right towards. And I hit that thing, wham, right across my head. I don't know how fast I was going. How fast do those things go? But I'm, I'm wide open. I'm trying to get stopped, but, you know, I had just gotten... <laughs> I just lost control. So I hit that thing and that and, and, and knocked, you know, it knocked me off the four-wheeler, knocked the gas tank off the thing. Of course, the thing rolled over. I, I'm, I'm on the ground. And I, the thing I remember, I don't know why I did it. I, I just remember hitting the ground and jumping up real quick. I think because I wanted to test if I was paralyzed. <laughs> I think that's because I, I hit hard. It's like, wham. And I was tore up in some places, but... Anyway, I made it back to the house, got the gas tank back on the thing, puttered back to the house, and uh, mom fixed me up. So, you know, it wasn't hard for me to believe in the ministry of angels when I first started hearing about them, because I'm like, oh yeah, I know I'm alive because of them. I know I'm alive. Jesus said, you know, see that dumb dumb down there? He's got a call. Put a big angel on him. Anyway, so I... I got fixed up. And later, I don't think it was maybe two weeks later, I decided I want to go back there and see that tree. See, see you know, did I hit the tree trunk? What? I just wanted to see it. So I went back there. And that, uh, maybe it was a little longer than two weeks, but whatever. But that branch that I had hit, was, it, was, it was still attached to the tree, but it's broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's not fully connected. So all the sap that, that's supposed to be coming from the tree yeah. is not coming in full measure. It's only coming partially, you know. And I noticed something. The rest of the apples, of course, they're on a branch that's good, well-connected, and they're uh, doing fine. And they're, you know, the right color. They're the right size for that time of year. They're growing. They're doing good. They didn't have any spots on them. But these these apples that were on that branch that I had broken off, 
that only had maybe 25% of the connection that it should have had. If you look at the little area that I broke, maybe 25% of it was still connected. And the apples that were on that branch are not as big. They got spots all over them. They're diseased. And the, you can tell they're not going to make it. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, the, that's the importance of your divine connection. It is huge to you finishing your course, producing what you're called to produce, and bringing forth the plan of God. And listen to me, having longevity. Dr. Dufresne used to talk about that all the time, longevity. And, um, and so these divine connections, I, the Lord has used things like that um, and other things I've learned from the Word and people that were willing to share these truths with us. And we're not, a sh- not afraid to say, hey, this is, this is the word. And he's used our spiritual parents, of course, Brother Hagan, and then, but, but the Dufresne's, Pastor Nancy and Dr. Dufresne have shared, they've, they've helped us the most in this. Because this truth lives big in them, and, and it, they lived it and, and live it concerning divine connections. And they are willing to share it, maybe at the risk of being misunderstood. But yet, right on the other hand, it's vital. Vital. So big, so important. We're not glorifying a human being. We're talking about the supply of the Spirit. That connection, that tree branch had needed a supply. You know, Jesus talked about, <clears throat> talked about this in John 15. You know, I'm the vine, you are the branches. A broken off branch can't bear fruit. Well, uh, this, this, this trunk of the tree, the apple tree that I'm talking about, that thing had a supply for those apples, for that, for that branch to produce those apples. But if it's not getting that full supply, it can't fully produce those apples. <clears throat> Amen. And so there's somebody in your life that's anointed to help you. They're anointed to help. They have a supply. When I say a supply, I'm talking about something of the Spirit. Some sort of impartations. They have a message for you. I'm talking about from the Word of God. I'm talking about the Word of God for you. They have, they have divine impartations for you. <clears throat> they, you know, Paul said in Romans 1, what is that? Romans 1, 11, I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift. To the end, you might be established. So uh, getting to the end is dependent on impartations. Amen. Pastor Debbie and I graduated from Rama Bible Training Center in 85. Is that right? 87. And there were people, uh, I'm thinking of one man right now, that he just had the, uh, we had lab class in Rama and, and, and he preached up a storm. Every, he was, I, won't, I won't give too many details, but um, he just... He just, you, you, he came out of Bible school, and your thinking was, he's going to take the world for Jesus. That's just the way that's going to be. I mean, he could preach. He, he, was, he was just an amazing guy, really. And since Bible school, I have not heard from him since. Um, and there's been others that, uh, you know, you, you really think, I, I, I'm well satisfied. They had greater giftings than me, greater you know, abilities in the Holy Ghost than me, could preach and teach better than me. But yet, I'm thinking of, of another one that uh, last I heard, he was washing windows. Called to the ministry, but he's washing windows. Or uh, other people I've heard selling cars. They're not even in the ministry today. Had great ability. Great, great ability to 
utter things and, yeah. and, and, and speak the Word of God and yeah. anointing on their life. Yeah. And you wonder, what happened? And then and, and just seeking God about it, because uh, here's Pastor Debbie and I plodding, believing God yeah. and continuing to increase and so forth and so on, and making our right connections. Not, not buddying up to anybody. Not, I'm not talking about something of the flesh. I'm talking about something that's divinely connected of the Holy Ghost. Like, I don't know if it was here. I don't think you said much about it here. But in Aurora, last Sunday morning, I believe it was, she, she talked about, you need to go listen to that, the Miller's Church here, um, about Paul and Barnabas. Oh, oh, oh. Every preacher needs to hear that. Um, but that kind of divine connection is, is di- those kinds of divine connections are orda- ordained of God to really get us across the finish line. So I talk about those people. I, I, I really think we're higher gifted than I am or that, that we are. But they, what's the difference? They didn't make those divine connections. They thought they could depend on that ability, that, that gifting. Wrong. Wrong. Say that loud. Wrong. We all need somebody. We all need somebody. Hallelujah. This, is, this has done tremendous things in my wife and I's lives. And I'm, I know there's many things in our lives that I'm talking about anointings. I'm talking about uh, impartations. I'm talking about revelation. I'm talking about the blessings of God financially and many other areas. There's many things in our lives that are not there because of us. They're there because of a divine connection. Because I don't consider us to be all that in a bag of chips. I can see several times. My wife and I have talked about this. I can see several times. If it wasn't for our divine connection, we would have gotten off. I do not know where we would be today. Amen. And it it didn't happen because we from afar just decided to listen to them on YouTube or something. We do. But, but we get close. We get in their meetings. We sit there. Amen. And we guard that divine connection. Um, so, so this is a big deal. Uh, I want you to uh, think about some of these things if you're, if you're uh, looking for where do, you, where do I fit? You know, Job twenty two twenty one in the Amplified says, Job twenty two twenty one in the Amplified, acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will. Well, I don't know what his will is. Well, the Holy Ghost will tell you where you, be, where you belong, where you fit. And uh, he said, as, as you agree and conform to his will and be at peace, by that you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. Agree with what he's saying to your heart. And, and uh, har- that means harmonize with it. Be at peace in the Greek, I mean, excuse me, the Hebrew means to harmonize. I mean, you, you need to be on the same page, singing the same note. Amen. Not singing a different song. Amen. I tell my spiritual sons, if I have you, maybe I'm out of town or something, and I have you come up here and preach, and I listen to you afterwards because I was preaching somewhere, and I listen to you afterwards, and I can't hear me, I might not have you up again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you're my spiritual son. Not everybody's here. You know, I'm not talking about. I'm, I'm just saying, if, if I'm raising them up, 
And I can't hear me. I can't hear them say, you know, pastor said something and I just, it helped me so much. If it's, if it's the YouTube preachers and this person and that person, but I don't hear me, I don't hear my DNA in you. And I don't know if you're a true spiritual son. There are false spiritual sons. They just want, they, they want to be, they want to be around somebody with a big name, but they don't want to receive any correction. Somebody needs to be able to speak into your life. There needs to be, not many, there's, the Bible says you, don't, you have many teachers, but not many fathers. But somebody needs to be able to speak into your life. Any, they, you, they, you need to give them the right to say anything they need to say. Somebody needs to be like that in your life. I see preachers sometimes, I'm like, why is, why is somebody not addressing that? I, I don't speak into their life, so I can't. But whoever they're submitted to, why, why, aren't, some, why aren't they saying something about that doctrine? That was not the Holy Ghost. That was a familiar spirit. Why didn't somebody talk to them about that? You know what I'm talking about? Somebody uh, maybe is not rightly connected. Maybe that's why nobody can talk into their life because they keep, they don't think they need anybody. Okay, I'm going to get behind the pulpit again and be nice. I'm going to pray that prayer. David Ellis prayed, Lord, help me be nice. First Chronicles 12.33 talks about the tribe, I think, who, which tribe is this? Uh, of Zebulon. This is First Chronicles 12.33. Of Zebulon, such as went forth to battle, experts in war with all instruments of war, 50,000, which could keep rank. They, they were not of double heart. They could keep rank. That's another way of saying they could keep order. Well, there's, there's in the body of Christ, there is... Let me say it this way. There is lateral or horizontal order. And there is vertical order. Vertical meaning up and down. Uh, The lateral or horizontal. We we need to be properly connected horizontally, meaning with the rest of the body. Like if if we're in a local church, we are to relate. There's a way to relate to one another within a local church. And that is governed... Pretty much exclusively, there's other things, but uh, by the law of love. We keep order by walking in love, not being offended with one another, so forth and so on. Vertic- uh, that's that's uh, horizontal, but vertical order, there's a divine connection vertically. Even ministers need somebody to let to speak into their life that's over them in the Lord. Amen. That's right. Right? Amen. Uh, and that is governed also by the law of love. How many of you know the law of love is to govern all of our relationships? And so that, that, in, that involves a lot that we won't get into about the law of love. But it also, there's a big issue in this connection with uh, the horizontal, excuse me, the vertical, that has to do with honor. Now that's true about relate, body, the body relating to one another as well. I'm not trying to say it's not. But the, the, the issue of properly relating to somebody who speaks into our life as a, as a pastor or spiritual father or something like that, um, th- those individuals are due proper honor. Can I get an amen on that? So uh, we want to get into this just a little bit, if you, if you would allow me to. Um, Paul, in 1 Corinthians 11, remember 29 through 32 or whatever it is, he talked about people who were weak and sickly because, and, and died prematurely because they didn't 
discern, properly discern the Lord's body. Um, you could, if you wanted to, you could draw a line by that verse out to your margin and say, weren't in order. In other words, they didn't properly recognize other parts of the body and relate to them properly. There's two meanings there. You know, <clears throat> you know the meaning of the Lord's Supper, you know, discerning the Lord's Supper, discerning the Lord's body was broken for our healing. But if you look at the whole context, he's talking about the way they conducted their communion services and the way the rich related to the poor and they weren't acknowledging. It, was, it had to do with relationships within the body of Christ spiritually, the, the spiritual body of Christ. So it's a dual meaning, but that, that uh, not discerning the Lord's body uh, could ba basically means they weren't properly relating to other members in the body of Christ. Yes. Now, this one in particular is horizontal, but this is true about spirit, uh, spiritually or uh, uh, vertically or horizontally. And, and, uh, and by the way, if that's a struggle for you, that there's, there's people over us in the Lord, Paul talked about this. Yes. He talked about, uh, he said, properly recognize those who are over you in the Lord. Well, we're just all family. There's nobody over anybody. We're just all family. Well, I heard an illustration a number of years ago that helped me a lot. It'd be like a, a military general having a son who's also in the military. And I don't know what all those ranks are. What's another? You were in there. What's another rank under the general? C Colonel, major, some, one of those others. Let's say a military family, has a, has one, the dad's the general, but he's got a colonel or a major as a son. He's also in the military. And they come home for Thanksgiving. How many of you know it's just family? But when it comes time to uh, be out on the, uh, uh, you know, when they're out there training, when they're out there in war, it's not dad anymore. It's yes, sir. And we have to, we have to know, and, and husbands and wives in the ministry have to recognize this. So there are times... Because Paul there in 1 Corinthians 11, he addressed people being weak and sickly and dying prematurely. That's a physical condition. There are times that you can look, you know, doctors will talk about, you know, this person's, I'm thinking of one disease because God, one of the endowments in our life is to minister to people with autoimmune diseases. And I've seen people with lupus healed. And so I, I looked into what that is. It's a disease the immune system turns against the body. Well, something's out of order there. It's, it's the body is not, uh, that's what dis-ease is. Something in the body is not working properly. Like in that case, something's turning, the immune system's turning. It doesn't recognize maybe uh, the flesh under the skin and it starts chewing away at it. And, and people's body will just, they'll pit in there because their immune system's attacking it as if it's an enemy. That's something out of order. And so people are sick because of something physically out of order. But this verse, 1 Corinthians 11, is saying people can be sick because something's not in order spiritually. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Uh, I love what Pastor Nancy says. She, you know, it's good to eat good, but you can eat a whole box of, you know, a bushel of broccoli, and and you know, be holding unforgiveness. <laughs> that bushel of broccoli is not going to do you a whole lot of good. So we have to be in order spiritually. Hallelujah. And uh, whenever we get there, it's amazing to me. I've seen this in my life. Oh my Lord Jesus. I've seen it in other people's lives. It's amazing to me how things just start working uh -huh. Come on. when things are right Amen. 
spiritually. When, when we're in order spiritually. In order with what? Number one, the Word of God. Number two, the leadings of the Spirit within our own spirit. What has God said to you about your connections in the body of Christ? Where do you belong? Where do you fit? God has placed us in the body as it pleased Him. Not as it pleased us, but as it pleases Him. There's some place He's pleased that you be. And boy, I've found that whenever those things are in place, just so many things, they just start working right. I don't, I don't mean you don't have to use your faith. I mean, you just, it's just like, uh, you, there's nothing there to keep the door open to the devil to hinder it. You got all that closed up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Divine connections, this is something that I wrote down. Divine connections are divine order. And when these divine connections are honored more than natural relationships, and and, uh, we properly relate to these spiritual relationships, impartations are made through divine the divine order of divine connections. That's, that, maybe that's a little wordier than I could have made it. But, but what I'm saying is divine connections are divine order, and that's where impartations flow. That's where impartations flow. Our connection with Pastor Nancy, her voice, I, I could listen to anybody else in the body of Christ, and I'm blessed by, by, by you know, how many of you, we, we honor all men. We're not, we're not exclusive when we talk about this. It's just that. The, the, the spiritual body is, connect, is, is, is the illustration, excuse me, the natural body is the illustration of the body of Christ. And none of our bodies, in other words, our bodies, physical bodies, all connected somewhere. No one ever, the, no part of the body floats along outside of the body just in proximity to the body. It's, it's connected to the body. Right? And it's, there's a di- divine design as to where it's to be connected. My arm, if it just got tired of, you know, this, this left arm, if it got, if I woke up tomorrow morning and my arm is no longer connected to my shoulder, now it's sticking out my, my left ear. And I say, what are you doing up there? And it says, I just got tired of shoulder in the morning, shoulder in the afternoon, shoulder in the evening, just shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I want to get everything directly from the head. Say, say amen. Some people want to get everything directly from Jesus. And they say, that's all I need is just Jesus. Well, to be saved, we agree with you. Nobody else can save you. Come on now. Come on. But when it comes to spiritually growing up, when it comes to coming into everything God has for you or I, just Jesus. Now, this might sound sacrilegious, but just Jesus is not enough. The Bible said so. Nobody can, no member of the body can say to the other members of the body, I have no need of you. No, we can't say that to one another. Amen. And so what we're preaching is not us saying that to any other parts of the body. Pastor Nancy eloquently said some of these things the other night. 
Amen. So, uh, you know, my arm jumping up out of my shoulder, wanted to be up, you know, just out of my head, just wants to get everything direct. Do you know that if my arm jumps off my shoulder, and this is hypothetical, you realize this doesn't happen, but, but, but this is what people do. But if it hypothetically just decided, I don't know, just shoulder in the morning, shoulder in the afternoon, I'm just tired, shoulder, 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 shoulder. I'm going to go get everything directly from the head. Do you know that my nerves, the, the blood vessels, the, the tendons, the, the whatever bones, they will not reroute to send everything that the, shoulder, that, that the arm needs through the ear where it's sticking out my arm, sticking out my ear. It will not reroute. It will continue to go to where it belongs. Your supply will continue to go where you belong, not where you are. Not where you are. It'll go to where you belong. God will not. There's no courtesy reroutes for you wherever you are. No. God will just keep sending it to where it belongs. Where, where you belong. Where, where do you belong? Where you, and, and here's what I found. As soon as you get back to where you belong, it's like, ha, 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 yes, yes, now it's flowing right. Oh, Jesus. This is, this is, this is big. This is big. This is big. Um, so, um, so part of right order is right connections. God never intended for anybody to be a lone ranger in the body of Christ. Amen. So there's divine equipment uh, where, where, where we fit. In the Old Testament, King Saul was called to be king. Of course, we, had, we know he was disqualified later, but he was called to be king. And if you read carefully, he was very ill-equipped for it. He was, he was, <laughs> he was very unspiritual. Um, and he was, uh, you know, whenever they did finally decide he was the one, they called for him and they couldn't find him. He's hiding in the stuff. Oh, here's our leader. You know, he's, he's back here hiding. He's not, not, not a leader in, in his nature, and he's very ill-equipped. He's not spiritual. So God knew that, and so he said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, make, I'm going to make a divine connection for you. I'm going to give you Samuel. I'm going to give you somebody to speak into your life. And as long as he stayed with Samuel, there was, there, he, he was greatly used of God. But as soon as he got disconnected or, or, or got you know, disconnected. As soon as he got disconnected from that and started getting a little self-willed and, you know, making his own plans rather than what, what God was saying through his man of God, uh, he, he went down. Not pretty, but it's, we see that today. Um, he, one of the things God said to him, he said, uh, uh, and this is, this is what God's doing today, if you really, if you really look at it. God said to him, I, okay, he's basically, he's being nice about it. He's not saying it this direct, but he's basically saying, okay, you don't have what it takes, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. you are my choice. Right. Yeah. Can anybody identify? I'm, I'm, I can identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. He called me to minister, and I didn't like people. The more people I met, the more I liked my dog, you know, it's just, but, but so, you know, he needed me to get around some supply. He needed me to get around some people. He needed to get, some impartations needed to be made. 
And uh, so that's what he did with King Saul. He said, okay, there's a bunch of people up here. They're coming down off the mountain, and they're going to be singing a tambourine flowing in the Holy Ghost, singing psalms, hymns, and spirits. In other words, I want you to see you don't have what it takes, but you need to connect up with this wild and crazy Holy Ghost bunch singing and flowing in the Holy Ghost. And when you get connected up to them, you're going to be turned into another man. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the the new birth, which we have, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, probably most everybody here has it, are only introductory offers. There's more of the Holy Ghost to equip you for what you're called for. I don't know how you can sit in the chair like that. Yeah, like the little boy on the street, extra, extra, read all about it. This is a, there's extra offers. You, you, we, what you have is the individual, the, the, new, the, the Holy Ghost in you through the new birth, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but that's not all the Holy Ghost is being offered. There's a company somewhere. There's a divine connection somewhere. That God's saying, I, I, there's still some things you need imparted into you. So I need you to jump in the middle of this Holy Ghost bunch. And in that, when you're in com- company with them, what's on them is going to get on you. And it'll equip you to finish the course I've called you to. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. David, that's, that's what God's doing today, by the way. He's gathering people. Like David's, yeah. David's yeah. <laughs> misfits. Yeah. Remember the Bible said they came to him, there was depressed, distressed, and in debt. In other words, these are the guys that are the outcasts of the, of the nation. And they all gathered to David. And David, through imparting the spirit of faith into them and teaching them how to, how, how, how did you, how, David, how did you kill that Goliath? Sit down, let me tell you. So here's lessons in faith from a giant killer into a whole bunch of misfits that were running for their lives. They're, they're running for sanctuary cities because of, you know, nobody at home wanted them around anymore. Yeah, David said, come here. And he imparted into them and imparted into them until they became the mightiest fighting force the nation had ever seen. I can identify. There's just a lot of things. I just was like, whoops, you know. <laughs> Don't look at me like you, aren't you saying? Spiritually speaking. Duh. You need to get around somebody. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Changed me. Changed me. Changed me. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Nobody is, is, is sufficient. Well, how, Pastor, you said something. Nobody can finish their race on their own or something the other night. So huge. Why would you want to even try? I don't even want to try. You getting anything out of this? Thank God for the word. Now, um, first, uh, Colossians 2.5, Paul said, I'll just refer to it. Paul said, I was with you, I was absent in the flesh, with you in the spirit, joying or rejoicing and beholding your order, your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. He, Paul in the spirit, he wasn't there in the flesh, but he could see things are in order in the spirit. 
Do you know if Paul could see things were in order in the spirit, do you know the devil can see it if it's out of order? And that's his advantage. That's his advantage. But uh, so Paul said, I can see your order. So what he's saying is, I mean, if you read what the Bible says, you can know the opposite could also be true. If churches can be in order, then churches can be out of order. He's talking here about a local church. I think some churches, not, not, I'm not, I don't know how many, it's not, I don't think much about it, but um, I think some people, some churches, I should say, are a little bit like, you ever bought a puzzle and uh, you see the box cover and that's what it's supposed to look like. So you cut the thing open, you dump all the puzzle pieces on the table and they're all there. They're all present. (laughs) But they are not yet in order. It doesn't look anything like the box cover. It doesn't look like it. In fact, compared to the box cover, you, you wouldn't even know that that was the same thing as the box cover, right? But somebody that, that has, the, has the eye to see what order looks like, because they keep looking at the box cover. They can take those pieces, turn them all over, and now, now they're on the right side, and then they can start finding the borders, and they can start finding the colors and put them, okay, everything that's in this red tree over here, here's all these, put this on a pile over here, and they start setting things in order. Piece by piece. Listen to me. Listen to me. The difference between them all being, a, being present, because they're all present, but they're not in order, is somebody to assemble them. Every one of those pieces has a, has a right connection. And somebody who can see what it's supposed to look like, because they, they can see the picture on the box cover, they take those pieces and then put them together, put them together. And whenever it's all assembled, it becomes exactly like the master visionary saw them to be. The Bible says we're to not just gather together, we're to assemble together. We can all be in the same place and not be assembled. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were all assembled together. They, were, they weren't just there. Everybody's body was not just there. Their hearts were all in unity and one accord. And that's the way you connect with your divine connection. It's not just a, well, I'm present. Well, that doesn't mean anything. No, sir. No, sir. What's going on here? Are you pulling? Are you making your connection here? Are you, are you properly honoring what's being said and making? I, I like something Pastor Ike said. He said, because over there, he, he's, what, how many, seven years now? I've been in Africa, raising up a church in Abuja, Nigeria. And, um, and uh, you know, and he's helping us with ministerial organization over there. We're going over there regularly doing ministers' conferences. He's helping them and getting those things organized, even ministering some to the ministers. And uh, after a while, after, I don't know, five years or so, he got, got some of those ministers together and say, if what you're preaching in the churches is not in line with the words you're hearing through Pastor Jay and me, he said, why are you even coming to these meetings? Because they're preaching all kinds of things, you know. You know, that's the way it should be with our divine connection. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Pastor Nancy says that you're welcome. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Sometimes churches are, they look like they're in disorder because the leader is not connected right himself. They have many flows in that church 
because the leaders got many voices into his life. You understand what I'm talking about? Um, Praise the Lord. Still glad you came? These things are huge. Um, The... um, God gives pastors to set things in order in a local church. But, um, and, and so as sheep, there's, there's, there's pastors here. I kind of have pastors on my heart, but the sheep, uh, as far as you being in order, uh, relating to others in the body of Christ, find out who the divine connection as your pastor is. And, uh, you know, Jesus, when... When he fed the 5,000, the Bible, see, there's no scriptures that are just filler, you know, just, you know, we wanted to make the Bible thicker, so we just added it. No, it's there, it's divinely inspired. And it says when he fed the 5,000 that he told them, sit them down in companies, in companies. And uh, he began to distribute. One of the apostles went to each one of those companies and began to distribute that food. To that company. Um, that's, that, that, that's divinely inspired that it says he did that. Yes. Scriptures are inspired by the Holy Ghost. So why did he do that? Because he was trying to say, this is the way I'm going to distribute spiritual food when I'm gone. When Jesus left and then, you know, the church began to develop, he began to set them in companies. When Jesus wrote, uh, dictated the letters to the, the, what is it, the first three chapters, first two chapters, whatever, of Re- the book of Revelation, dictated those letters, he dictated it to the pastors. He gave that food to the leadership so that they could distribute it to their churches, to the church which is at Laodicea, Philadelphia, not to the Bible studies, not to the prayer group leaders. If you're leading a prayer group and are not under a pastor, you're out of order. Yes, sir. Or a ministry leader. You know. The Lord said that to me recently. Amen. The church, the prayer group at the church in the early church was there were certain there was they were in the church. The prayer groups were in the church. Acts four. The church came together. You know why people anyway, I'll get off of that. They don't want to be submitted to Somebody to speak into that. They want to prophesy to one another and tell one another, you know, tell tell each other what the pastor's supposed to do and stuff like that. Anyway, I'll get off of that. David Ellis is anointing, getting on me. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Pastor, you need a company also. It's your job to discern who that is. And so, praise God, praise God. Um, and you need to want this. Say, I, I need to want this. Elisha wanted what Elijah had. He wanted it. That's why when Elijah said, I'm going over here, you stay back. He said, no, I'm going with you. He wanted it. You need to want this more than you want your offense. You need to want this, this kind of divine connection more than you want somebody to just stroke your fur the right, the same, the, the, the right way all the time. When somebody is a true spiritual father, they won't always stroke your fur the right way. Right? Right. If you're, if you're rubbing your cat's fur the wrong way, that cat can turn around anytime. 
If your pastor's rubbing your fur the wrong way, you can turn around and go the different direction any time. <laughs> They're not always supposed to stroke us the right way. They're supposed to stroke us the way God wants us to go. And if it's ruffling our fur, we can turn around any time we want. We have to want it. Oh, my, 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 my. I heard John Osteen tell a story. He said his mother, yeah, he said this publicly. He said his mother, she chewed snuff. She was a snuff chewer. And uh, her husband, you know, John Osteen's dad, her husband, kept saying, oh, please stop chewing snuff. I'll give you, back when $100 was a lot, I'll give you $100 to stop chewing snuff. Because he said it's terrible kissing a woman chewing snuff. I can only imagine. <laughs> but she never would stop chewing snuff, dipping snuff. So eventually, John Osteen's father went on to heaven, and uh, John Osteen's mother was living quite a bit longer, and she got, she got tired of being alone, so she wanted a man. And she's like, I'm going to get me a man, I'm going to get me a man. And she found her a man that was like 10 years younger than her, and she's hiding the fact she's chewing or dipping snuff. But she really liked this guy, and she wanted to get married. So she said, well, I'm just going to stop dipping snuff. And she did. Okay. She, she stopped immediately. And John Osteen said, what changed? He said, her want to changed. Her want to changed. You, you need to want the help that God gives through divine connections more than you want good old snuff or whatever, good old offense or... Come on, you need to want it. You need to want it more than you want your feelings to feel good all the time. I love being adjusted like being at a chiropractor. Pastor Nancy's my chiropractor. I go to, the, I go to my divine connection meeting, she's going crack pops. So I'm going, trying to keep a smile so nobody can tell. Boy, that hurt. But it hurts so good. Hurts so good. Praise the Lord. You got to want it. Remember Jesus ministered to that woman, the Canaanite woman's, well, he ministered to, the, you remember the woman came for her daughter to be delivered from demons? Um, she's from Canaan. She doesn't have a covenant. So Jesus wasn't ministering to her and the disciples come and said, send her away. You remember that whole story? Um, remember whenever she, uh, she finally humbled herself and got past her facade, there's a lot to the story I'm not getting into, but she said, Lord, help me. She worshiped him, worshiped him. And she got real basically said, Lord, help me. And, uh, he said, you know, as the, go thy way, as thou wilt, so be it done unto thee. She wanted it. She wanted it enough to, that, that, that desire was strong enough to carry her through all the changes she needed to make. She wanted it more than she wanted to be stroked. You got to want it. I want help. Even if it's not complimentary. Even if it's, a, it's, it's like, ouch, that hurt. She that woman could have stomped off anytime she wanted and just said, well, who you, who, you think you, because it's a Jew thing against, you know, Samaritans or was it Canaanite? And it was a, it could have been taken as a, a slur against another country, citizens of another, it could have been taken wrong. And she could have bowed up out of that place and said, who are you calling a dog? I, let me tell you about some Jews I know. I, I tell you, I, gotta know, I know some dog Jews. 
and she could have got offended and stomped out without without her daughter's healing but she wanted it more than she wanted everything to feel good glory to God I want it I want it the impartations I need, the, to, to, what I need to finish my course, the revelations I need. I want it, I want it, I want it. And if I got to make changes and be, and be corrected and be instructed and be adjusted and be realigned with the Word of God through right th- you know, my thinking being corrected. I have said across the table, and she, Pastor Jeff, Jeff Miller was talking about this on, I was watching you. Pastor Nancy, I was watching Pastor Nancy, but you jumped up. <laughs> but he said, Pastor Nancy is a nice person. And she is. But I've had her sit across the table and, and tell me exactly what I needed to hear. And it was like, oh, yeah, hallelujah. Just kept smiling all the way through it. Never said a word of, well, I don't have to take this. It saved, listen, what was, I'm thinking of one situation, I think it saved my life. Which would fulfill what the Lord said to me whenever I connected with Dr. Dufresne. He said, there you obey me, it's going to save your life. I want my life saved. Smack me around, we'll do whatever you got to do. Live another day. Thank God, thank God. This is so good to me. I don't know how you take these things. Praise be to God. Um, There was, I'll I'll wrap this up. Um, One of the, there's many examples of divine connections in the Bible. We see Old Testament examples, Elijah and Elisha. We see, uh, you know, Job, I mean, not Job, uh, Lot with Abraham, Abraham. you know, we saw Saul, King Saul and Samuel. There's many examples. In the New Testament, we got Paul and Barnabas. We got Paul and Timothy. Of course, Jesus and the apostles. And many examples of this throughout the whole Bible. Um, not everything you and I receive is going to come directly from God. I don't mean we don't have a relationship with God. I'm not trying to go back under some religious hierarchy. Or I said not everything. You and I all have fellowship with God, and we get things by the Holy Ghost. The Lord said it to me this way one time. He said, there, he said, there are things that you're going to need. This was, he said this to me 25 years ago. There are things that you need, uh, you're going to need to finish your course, well, I, which I will not speak to you or impart to you directly through your fellowship with me. If I've already spoken it to I want someone that you are to be divinely connected it to, connected to. He said, if, that, if that's the case, if I've already spoken it to them, then he said, you'll have to get it from them. Notice he didn't say, you don't have any fellowship with me, and I never talked to you. And, and, no, he didn't say that. He's simply saying there are things. There are things. Not everything, but there are things. Amen. Say, there are things. And I don't want to just have part of what God has for me. I want that extra, extra read all about it, don't you? Praise God. Another example of this, and we'll begin to wrap this up. One of my favorites, I wish I had time, but I'll just paraphrase it, is Mary and Elizabeth. Ooh. I, Jesus was born, of course, 
you know, the plan of God for Mary was for her. That, you talk about a plan. A plan to give birth to the Savior? This better be somebody who won't mess it up. You know, when, you're work, when God's working in the earth through man, man can mess it up. Some of us at times have messed things up. Anybody messed anything up? Moses messed it up and delayed God's plan for 40 years. Humans can mess stuff up. So this, this is huge. I mean, can anybody agree there's the a Savior get, getting into the earth? This is huge. So the person we use here has got to be somebody. <laughs> I don't mean in themselves, but you know what I mean. And God, the Bible said the angel showed up and said, Hail Mary. Uh, the Lord is, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember how it says it, but the Lord uh, has is with thee, blessed art thou among women. So the very first word is hail. Now that might not be a word you use, except whenever there's a hailstorm, but that's not what that means. Hail, hail. In the Greek, it says rejoice. Say rejoice. If an angel says that shows, up, shows up to give you a part of God's plan, yeah. Yeah. and his first word is rejoice. Yeah. You know what he's saying? You don't even know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what am I supposed to be doing here? The first word was rejoice. rejoice. You don't even know what it is yet, but rejoice in the plan no matter what it is. That's the first thing that Mary was able to do. She was able to agree with the plan. So to get God's plan to come to pass in your life, you got to agree with the plan. you got to rejoice with it in it and say, I don't care what it is. I rejoice. Pastor Nancy preaches it all the time. Delight to do his will. So she, the first instructions were agree with this. Be glad about it. Even when you don't know where it's going to take you, don't know where... Don't know what's going to happen. What, what is the plan? Before I even tell you, just get happy about it. Just get happy about it. That's the way we need to live. And then he said, here's a, here's a former Catholic. How did it say it? Rejoice. Hail Mary. You're, you're full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed are you amongst women. Yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to close. <laughs> so, blessed art thou among women. In other words, the Lord had chose, picked her out. There was something in her that he, he, he saw. Now, we know he, she had to be of the lineage of David. We, we understand that. But there's many ladies in that day that was the lineage of David. What was it? He said, the Lord's picked you out, number one, I think because she agreed with it. She was rejoicing with it before, before she... Number two, the Lord said, that angel said to her, Your, Elizabeth is ahead of you in this, in a supernatural birth. She's ahead of you. And he, he didn't tell her to go there, but as soon as she, she heard the angel say Elizabeth, she said, I'm connecting with Elizabeth. In other words, number one, she rejoiced in the plan. She agreed with the plan. Number two, she made a divine connection that was instructed from heaven to make. Because she couldn't do this on her own. She realized she couldn't do this on her own. 
somebody's further along in the supernatural flow that you're called to. And they can make impartations into your life if you connect right. And the Bible said whenever she heard that angel talk about Elizabeth, it, she said, it says immediately. I don't know if it was that night or maybe packed her bags the next morning, whatever. She got over there to Elizabeth's house and she stayed with Elizabeth until, until John the Baptist was born. Serving her. But also being trained. Elizabeth is in the ministry. Her husband is the, what, the high priest or something. And, and so these are ministry people. They can impart. They can train. They can tell you, okay, here's how the devil's going to come against your thought life. Here's how to resist that. And, and, you know, you know what I'm talking about? And they can show you the ropes, so to speak. And listen, there's acceleration in divine connections. I said there's acceleration in divine connections. Here's something. I got I to gotta, I gotta stop. But I got to share this. Remember the Lord, the angel said, the Holy, she said, how's this going to happen? The angel said, the power of the highest, is, the Holy Ghost come upon you and the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. In other words, this thing, this baby, not thing, baby's going to be conceived by the Holy Ghost. I have always wondered, I wonder when that happened. When, when did she conceive of the Holy Ghost? I think we have a clue because as soon as she made her connection with Elizabeth, the Bible said the baby in Elizabeth, she leaped in her womb and it was filled with the Holy Ghost. I think when she made her divine connection, the Holy Ghost came on Mary and she conceived. We have no better time. To, we can look at the whole account and we have no time to think it would have no, no better opportunity than right there when she made her divine connection. Woo! somebody's pregnant with something that is ahead of you in it. And if you'll connect with them, there'll be impartations into your, your, your call and you will be imparted into and the Holy Ghost will impart the equipment you need to get the job done. And they'll be able to walk you through it in faith. Elizabeth is living with a man that is in doubt about John's birth. So she could help her, okay, when people aren't believing what the angel said to you, here's how you resist. Here's how you stand when nobody else is standing. And he, she walked her through that until Jesus was born. The plan. Woo, glory be to God. Praise be to God. Anybody pregnant in here? There's somebody that's further along than you who can walk you through all and even make corrections. I don't think Mary was just down there to get something. I think she was down there to serve. Put your feet up, Elizabeth. You're, you're eight and a half months along. Put your feet up. I'll cook dinner for you. She's there to serve. She's there to sow into that, to, to her woman of God, so to speak. But boy, what she's getting is many times more than what she's, she's sowing. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 I want this. I want these divine connections. And I want it enough to no matter what I need to hear. That I, some, there, are, there are a few people in my life, they can say anything they want. Anything they want. To save me from getting off course, lo losing uh, the, the endowments or not, not flowing with God like I should or, or getting, listening to other voices. I'm, how much can I say about this? Well, yeah. I remember one time somebody, another ministry, 
Doc, we were in a Dr. Frayne meeting. Dr. Frayne had me to get up and receive the offering. This was at another church in another city, another, another, another ministry. Good ministry. But uh, whenever I was up there, they saw something on me. This minister that Dr. Frayne's ministering for, this church, the, really is the pastor of the church. He called afterwards. He called me in the back room. He said, I saw something on you when you were up there receiving the offering. He said, uh, you know what I'm talking about. He said, uh, I wanted to ask you if you'd be a prayer partner with me. And I said, well, I'd be honored, you know. I, I'm, I'm just honored, flattered, or whatever. Pastor Nancy picked it up in the Holy Ghost or something. And she called me one, one day and, and said, come here. She said, that's not a divine connection for you. So she said, people can see the anointing on you and want to pull it their direction. But you need to stay with your divine connection. I'm like, I receive it. Amen. Somebody needs to be able to speak anything into your life. Well, bless God, I got the Holy Ghost. Well, it's like children. Um, well, I, I don't have time for that. But, but we, can be, we can have the Holy Ghost and be young in following and not, 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 not have some wisdom about it. Amen. Praise God. Father, we lift our hands to you this morning. We're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful for your plan. Oh, my, 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 my. It's so, it's so vast. It's much bigger than us. We don't have, in, our, in, our, in ourselves, we don't have the ability, Father. We just, but thank you we're not in ourselves. And thank you we're not alone. We don't, we don't have to know it all. We just have to be connected to our supply that can help us in these things. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, with hands raised and hearts surrendered, we say yes to your plan, whatever it is. Whether it was our plan or not, we say yes. Whatever our connection is, wherever we fit in the body of Christ, Wherever that is, Father, where you've divinely set us, that's our plan. That's our plan. Your plan is now our plan. We we surrender ourselves to it. And, Father, it's not a hard thing. We're not struggling about it. We just yield to it. We say yes. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to not leave us like you found us, but continuing to bring us further and further. Bashkatai, Brangede, Brogesh. Branzas, Seskola, Sapaske, Zembroge, Shingola, Sakete, Prakata, Takai, Pakite, Kanea. Some things have been good. Some things have been good in your lives, but especially in your ministries. I'm talking to you both. Some things have been good. The blessings have been there. Heaven has put its approval on what you do in the kingdom. And yet there's been these things, this area, a couple of areas. Ah, uh, my, 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 especially in your personal lives. It's just like, ah, it's just, what is it? What is it? Out of compassion, the Lord has given you your answer today. Ah, mashike, eleke, okande, aie, ik, ah. Thank you for the rescue. 
the divine rescue. Mm, Jesus' name. It's going to be different now. For those adjustments are being made. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you. This is for both of you. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Masakia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Masakia. 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 Masakai. Masakai. Mataki. Etoko. Pataki. Ekete. Now alerting forward. Now alerting forward. Now alerting forward. <laughs> and some things that just, just weren't quite working like you knew they should. Now it works. In Jesus' name. Be blessed. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 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 Come here, honey. Praise you, Jesus. Pashkite ye. Broge chikite. Kikoku proke. Bash ikite. Brosa sapache. Thank you for many impartations into this couple. My, my, my. The grace on them, the anointing on them, the blessing of heaven that's already on them. But it's time for the next level. Time for the next level. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Praise God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Let's just worship him. You got something, Brother David? Let's just sing that. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. To your I'm not saying you do. I'm asking. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, yeah. Yes, Lord, I heard that word. Yes, basis. Basis of ministry, faces and rooms, and those faces of ministry. Mm -hmm. Oh, ho, ho. ah, 
Oh, especially in the Bible ministry. Mm -hmm. Oh, putting your your ministry in those spaces, those orders. Of matiki, that's doko. This word, haku to she, yaku, kadish, lakrisha, yaku, shaked bahaya. Oh, the blessings, yeah, the blessing. Oh, yeah, the blessing. Oh, yeah, the blessing. Yahko tikishata, given, uh, oh, imparted. Oh, yes, Lord, imparted uh, through your spiritual parents, your spiritual father, mother. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh, divinely, oh, yaka, yako, oh, oh, yeah, you took, you took Abraham, yeah, yeah, mukia, from that place, yeah, oh, from the Ur of the Chaldees, yeah, from that place. And, and and move him to a place where his spiritual father Melchizedek, yeah, yeah, to impart to him. Oh, through Melchizedek, you impart the blessing. Oh yeah, oh the kishokopai, yeah, to koshoto, yeah, 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 to fulfill the plan. Oh gashi, yako shaki, yaka dati, aho, yeah, poshika, yeah, yeah, ah mu ma deke. Oh yeah, oh oh oh, ah oh oh, ah the go, ah and the blessings and oh gashika, oh oh the blessing, the blessing come on him. Oh go, yeah 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 yeah, a man of God, name it. Oh God, oh my God. Oh, 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 but it begins from his spiritual father Melchizedek imparted to him so it can be imparted to many, 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 many generations. Now it's time. Now it's here. The Lord Jesus Christ opened the door for us. Yoko Shoto and Gashoko and went to the Holy of Holies and sent and sent and sent Uka Shika Akotosho, the fivefold ministry gift from 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 the throne of heaven oku yakato for the perfecting for the hokati oh the saints aha oku she akata wakanimishada put haki yakototo yaku ye doshika this must be in place this must be in place oh akatashi yakatashi boku tichiti men and women of god or ministers oh ya okay ikunislekusho Oh, oh, a greater impartation. Yaku, show, oh, the law, the law of impartation. Yaku, yaka, oh, yeah, yeah, aha, yes, Lord Jesus, yes, Lord, haha, even you yourself, hakatishika, has to go through that river of Jordan, akat, for a man of God name, oh, that was ahead of you, ahaha, oh, Jan the Baptist, to lay hands on you, to kushika, oka, titiko, shutu, so that that anointing that was prophesied by Isaiah will come upon you, Lord Jesus, oka, yaki, yaka, yakitiso, akatishlekitishotu, for righteousness sakes this is this is righteousness sake yes for the righteousness sake of our ministries faces 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 and rooms rooms aha faces and rooms faces and rooms Faces in rooms and the kosho and the kosho, akosho. This is the way to finish your race. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Um, divine connection that Pastor Jay was ministering about affects every arena. Yes. One of the things he was saying. Uh, many times people don't realize it, but their financial difficulties are not connected to their wallet. They're connected to their divine connection. Mm -hmm. yes. 
And there are yeah. some here and some that would be watching that you've had ongoing financial struggles in your ministry. This is the reason. Yeah. This is the reason. You can sow seed and sow seed, which is completely correct, but it will not substitute for being rightly connected. My dad, as mm -hmm. a cotton and wheat farmer, didn't just sow seed anywhere. He sowed it in his, in his field. Yeah in his yeah. field he didn't just go and throw it in a ditch he didn't just go throw it on good ground he threw it in his field his field and you cannot if you don't have if you don't know where you're to be connected you don't know where to, where's the proper ground that's going to yield the, the highest fruit yeah you're just throwing it somewhere but you're not authorized to go reap it just out of somebody else's field you sow you sow in your field and you, then you know where to reap from your field yeah, my dad never God. went and reaped his harvest out of another man's field. So it does matter that it you matters. know your land. It does matter. Yes. And you can sow seed and sow seed and sow seed, but until it's in the land where God connected you, it will not yield the highest because um, sowing seed will never substitute for obedience. Yes. Sowing seed is good and sowing seed is right, but it will yeah. not substitute for obeying God of what he said in these other yes, arenas. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, we love the word. 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 Praise the Lord. You may be seated. We're going to receive the speaker's offerings right now. So if you need an envelope, you can... Uh, uh, raise your hand. Of course, there's the electronic giving methods that are on the screen. Um, if you say, I don't know which one to pick, pick text to give. That's the easiest. Works best for us also. But, um, so, but any of those methods, that's fine. While you're making out your offerings, let me just say a few things. Uh, don't forget the schedule of services. Uh, tonight, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow. What's tomorrow? What? Today's Wednesday, right? Tomorrow's Thursday, so tomorrow, 10 o'clock. And 7 o'clock. And then today and tomorrow, one hour after we dismiss, uh, there's going to be a prayer school over in the EDM. The, uh, the maps are available back in the foyer. If you don't know where that is, it's a different building, kind of this direction. And then also there's going to be a worship school right here in this auditorium. So that'll be approximately an hour after we dismiss. And they'll go maybe an hour or so, however the Holy Ghost leads. So uh, don't forget to connect up with that. And then also, let me make this announcement that uh, tell people about the Spanish translation. That's happening over the Internet on uh, Jared Ministries' Spanish channel. Uh, let people know about that. And if you're full-time ministry, register for us, if you would, out in the lobby. We'd like to, you know, uh, know about you and so forth and so on, get your information. And then also, uh, there's a rotating schedule in the back room. We're endeavoring to get ministers back in the back room. It's uh, not it. We don't have the space in the room we're at because we have a Christian daycare here that runs in all these buildings, all the you know five days a week. So that's happening while this camp meeting's happening. So that's the reason we don't have the kind of space we'd like for the ministers' luncheon. I mean the ministers' meals. So we're endeavoring to rotate ministers back. In the, and if you haven't gotten back there, uh, just just we're doing the best we can. We'll ro continue to rotate people through and uh, don't forget the product tables in the back and uh, go back there and bless Pastor Nancy's uh, get, get those books because her, her life is in those books there's much revelation in those yes. books I didn't go back there to see what she brought but everything she prints, puts in print is good praise the Lord you ready to give this morning 
Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning for the uh, word. We thank you, Father, for the supply of the spirit that comes this week. We were blessed, Father, for, by your word and the ministry here this week. We thank you for the privilege of sowing into it. We bless you, Father God, for every need of every ministry here being met in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you also our needs are met and our church's needs are met and a full supply, especially when we find our connection and connect with it like we heard. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, ushers. Praise God. Um, so uh, we're going to maybe, what you want to just say, uh, one o'clock? If, if, Does that yes, work? and let me add one thing to yeah. it. Um, I think I'm going to start with like the singers and the band here in like 40 minutes from now. And so okay. uh, like working through maybe some things that we would be tonight. So if it, specifically if you're a musician or a singer or a music director, it would be helpful <clears throat> for you to be a part of that. You can just get drive through. Yeah. <laughs> It's the last days. There's a Wendy's. short for the elect say. Uh, <laughs> just eat quick. Microwave. Because I'm going to start in 40 minutes just going through some songs. And then I'll just go sing. Because he already preached the message. When you hit that part about they stayed in their rank. Yeah. Chronicles 12. Yeah. See, ever heard the word? I'm just going to put some songs together. All the way from the healing revival to charismatic renewal to word of faith to Pentecostal to second coming. So I got about 50 years of music to cover in, yeah. in one hour. Hallelujah. And raise the dead. <laughs> that was for my benefit. I keep falling out under the power up here at night. I was trying not to last night and then my legs wouldn't hold. So, Pastor, if that's all right, we're going yeah, to, that's I'm fine. Going, I'm going to go all in. Y'all cool with that? Yeah. Be cool with it. I'm going to come back in 40 minutes. All right. Stand with us to your feet. There's a Wendy's about a mile that direction. It's a good, it's a good yeah. drive through. All right. Yeah. So you're dismissed.